all weekend long, we'll be counting down the top 500 wacky sound effects of all time. And here's number 499. Where were you when you first heard this? I'll tell you where I was. I was out eating. I think I had Kung Pao. And I ended up on the... <laughs> Episode 97. Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Somebody help! I'm falling in love with the ultimate universe. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. So I'm holding it above the sink, upside down, with the hairdryer on it. Is this your baby? No, this is my keyboard after spilling half a bottle of beer on it last night. On my laptop. Oh. Knocked, wasn't even looking. Knocked half a, by the time I looked, turned around and caught it, I picked it up. It was a fresh bottle. It was half empty. Oh. And it went all over my kit. So I picked the thing up, draining beer. I immediately popped the battery out, mm-hmm. shut down like that. So I figured, it's already wet, so I'm going to go to the sink. I'm going to get the sprayer in the sink and mm-hmm. just douse the keyboard with water. <laughs> just <laughs> spray the beer out. And uh, I sat there, like I said, with the with the hairdryer for minutes. Just got had it on cold. The mm-hmm. cold yeah, just, just the air. Yeah, just drying it off. And long story short, I'm using it. All right, it's uh, way to go, HP. But I had I had to run the oh, oh and make probably, it, make, make a beer proof. Do you think a Dell would do that? No, probably. There's no chance. Um, yeah, there would. I uh, I had to run the startup repair uh, program uh-huh. because it wouldn't start properly. And for a while, the the keyboard, um, the the sizzled. No, but I was I was expected to see smoke just uh-huh. electric shocks. The, the little spread. mouse pad and the buttons oh, right yeah. here on my keyboard uh, uh, start. It acted. It was like when I fired it up, it was acting like I was touching it. Right. The thing was going crazy. Nice. And it wouldn't let me enter a password, and mm-hmm. just off and on, off and on, off and on. So finally, I think it it may be back to normal. It may not. I don't know. Yeah, dry it out. I had to I had to reboot it like a hundred times, literally. It was, Congratulations! Uh, I couldn't, you know, just stupid. Well, it's just a mistake, you know. That happens every day. You know, with geeks drinking. I mean, at least it was a beer, and not soda. You, you know, you know what day. I thought. My Think first thought was, "Hey, Black Friday is only a couple weeks away." <laughs> yeah, you could have gotten another one. <laughs> Probably <laughs> if it if it does die because it's still not a hundred percent. If it does act up, there you go. I may have to because you, may have to. you know my, my life's on this thing here. My I, livelihood, my I, editing, I, I and back all this it stuff. Up. Oh, I did. Today, I was able to... I backed up everything important Good. Okay. from it today. So, you want to tell us about a, a discount comic files. book services, Brad? How cool they are? The uh, in Stock Trades today. Oh, In Stock Trades? Yeah, In Stock Trades. That's in Stock Trades, get all your trade paperback and hardcover needs taken care of. Up I to 37% see. off. Watchmen. No shipping on orders over $50. 
new Watchmen hardcover. And, and what is this Watchmen? What, what is this? Oh, it's the most it, overrated graphic novel of all it's time. Some little movie coming really? out. Yeah, because I got a copy of it at greatly reduced prices. Oh, hardcover, thirty-seven yeah. uh, percent off the regular price of forty dollars for twenty-five dollars and nineteen cents. Dang! You, are, you buy uh, two copies of that, one for yourself. One for a Christmas present, you get free shipping. There you go. I got it for a lot less than that, of course. In stock trades. Pistol with this guy and left him in an alley. Uh, you should uh, you should <laughs> spend all your money that. there because you won't be sorry. <laughs> Hello, Zoe. <laughs> what episode are we? Say, uh, uh, this is parent. episode ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Wow. Welcome. Which Once puts again us with Bill McGonnell. Bill McGonnell. Yes. It's like two oh. years or something. Almost. Yeah. Two year, two years, boys. And girls. Oh, uh, before well, before March, we well, early March when we started. So it it, it has what March, April, May, nice. June, July, August, September, October, November. It's almost two years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because for a while there, we were trying to pump out two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, or my arms got was, tired. That's crazy. <laughs> well, well, we don't have to do it anymore because we have uh, Legion of Dudes, which oh. comes out every Thursday. Okay. Uh, on the uh, half hour wasted feed. So and I um, got to say, I got to say, <laughs> little Johnny M. Uh huh. He didn't know squat about audio editing uh-huh. when he first started this. And, and he uh, still doesn't, from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zing! There's zing. the zinger. Oh, I had a, I had a, uh, where is it? I had a, I never loaded it up. Darn, I'm going to find it. Zing! It's funny. I know I have it somewhere. No, Johnny, your editing's good. It really is. Where is it? No, it's funny. Anyway, the uh, episodes, what is that? Listen. Are you trying to, are you trying to make me... Jealous? That's a vintage. I think that's vintage Doctor K. By the sound, by the smell, I would say, I would say maybe uh, a, a, sub, a September, maybe an October brew. I just tried it, and I think this is. Um, I think this is a vintage which has uh, fewer pesticides in it. <laughs> so I'm tasting a more pure, pure taste, and, and of course, Testing. as it says on the bottle uh, on the uh, the can of Doctor K. Taste is all that matters. Did you just say testing? <laughs> yes. Not Did purpose. you think your mic was off? Um, not from from that. Not from the beginning, but um, just now. Yeah, I was playing with the button, and I was. I didn't know okay. if I turned it off or not. So. Is that the reason up? I say that? I, I could. I could have been more discreet about it. Testing. Oh, is this on? Is it hello? Is this on? <laughs> Taste is all that matters. That's why I tell my dates. <laughs> okay i don't even get that i am it's funny i am five and a half days soda free oh yeah that's right congratulations so bro. frank's drinking dr just, pepper I, bill's drinking a big k oh yeah dr k well you're a big man to bring bring us water yes and uh congratulations to you i'm not planning on doing that anytime soon now uh, what about feel- diet sodas no no sodas no. whatsoever okay um just if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to cold turkey it. Okay. You know, doctor said sodas are bad for me. Mm. Well, we knew that already. Well, I'm finally listening, <laughs> but they're <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. These they're things aren't, aren't exactly the the, the banshins of health. I mean, yeah. geez, Louise. It's Forty not, grams of sugar in I this know. can of soda. It's the sodium benzoate I really like because uh, when you. Uh, Catalyze the sodium benzoate with uh, vitamin C. You get uh, benzene. Hey, don't forget which that is one of the more deadly gases uh, known to man. Don't forget uh, mm-hmm. uh, your uh, HFC. 
Uh, high fructose corn, uh, corn, corn syrup. syrup. Oh, yes. Is, I, I know my acronyms. You can really taste that high fructose. fructose. How much? Because I'm drinking Dr. Dr. Pepper it's proper. The same, it's the drink, same thing. How much sugar? Okay, this has 38 grams of sugar. What? So eat it. How many do you have? Yeah. 40. Yeah, that's um, right. Big deal. That's two, right. Two. You heard it. That, uh-huh. That's approximately... Um, two grams. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't know how to... Well, hey, man. For every... For every... 19 cans of Dr. Pepper you drink, right. I can I have get 20. <laughs> I have 20. That's right. That may be, that's true, I that's guess. Right. For every 19 you drink, I get 20 for the same amount of sugar, baby. Hey, I was, uh, or I was is that high fructose corn syrup? Uh, I was reading um, Newsarama the other day. There's all these cancellations happening at D.C. Robin, Say Nightwing, and, Bir- and Birds of Prey are all going to be canceled in February. Wow. Yeah. Uh, these, uh, and Blue Beetle. Is this stuff that's planned out? Yeah. I mean, uh, is this is this well? A, you know why? Is this a reaction to the current uh, economic uh, malaise? Oh no 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 no! no. It, it, it's it? more with the with the Batman R.I.P. storyline. Whatever's happening to Batman and right. Batman Rip. Okay, and, so this, uh, this is not a, a reaction to economic crises. This is a no, this is an editorial decision. No. Well, they, they said that they, they said that they're going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to bring back those titles at some point, but um, but, but I'm actually surprised what, that Blue. Blue Beetle is being canceled because my understanding, though I never read it, that but that is a lack of sales. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. The, the, I, I, the, I know the, there's got to be plenty of people out there who are big fans of Blue Beetle mm-hmm. and the the reboot, and, and but I just, I, I just, I saw it and I went, eh, okay, um, you know, just it. I'm, just, I, I, I'm not interested in, you know, hey, it's time for the kids to take, you know. I realize that's what happens in JSA. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how JSA gets their legacies, and uh, that's pretty darn cool. But, um, but yeah, just just rebooting any any old character, you know, with a new guy, a young guy. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, th- th- this came out of Infinite mm-hmm. Crisis. The, the, yeah. th- I mean, I mean, you know, because uh, um, Ted Cord had, had passed away, was killed, yeah. murdered in, in, in the other series. And, and it was just a legacy thing. It was just another way for it to, to move forward. And I, uh, my understanding is people who read the book really, really liked it. I mean, they really enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm trying to think. Did you guys talk to uh, did you guys talk to anybody involved with the Blue Beetle? I spoke to Kelly Hamner. Where? Uh, in one of our interview shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I remember you talking, and it wasn't. He was that. That was we, I edited. I I did the editing on that, but I couldn't get his name right. So I kept saying, "Here, we're talking to Kelly Ham Hammer." <laughs> off off mic, you'd hear. It's pronounced Ham Ham Hanger Hanger. Oh dear, H- Hoomner <laughs> Kelly. All right, you say it, and then I'll say it. Kelly Hamner Hamner. And then I, then I made it seamless. <laughs> Take that, Johnny M. <laughs> That's editing, baby. That's editing. That's fine. So John, fine I was editing. saying Johnny M uh, is doing a great job editing those Legion yeah. of Dudes episodes. It's just interesting That's to me that, uh, that so many peripheral titles you know, make it. And DC seems to do this more often than Marvel. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm talking out the wrong end or something. Mm-hmm. But it, just, it seems like DC has lots more of, you know, here's Robin and here's Blue Beetle and here's you know, Birds of Prey. and here's, you know, It seems like they, they spend more energy on ancillary characters and ancillary titles than uh, the marvel does and again you know i i don't have a list in front of me so maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong no but, I, I, uh, on the surface i think you're right um so New- newsarama did a little a little tally of how much will it cost to get the whole story of secret invasion you know with all the oh, okay. with all with all those don't look at titles you probably already saw um and final crisis like this this includes like 
what's running in New Avengers, Mighty yes, Avengers. Yes. Uh, Any, yeah. Anything that has a Secret Invasion, Secret invasion banner, banner or anything that has a Final Crisis uh-huh. banner. So for Secret Invasion to get all the stories without discount and everything, <laughs> uh, everything Wait. since the beginning, $378. One, $100,000. Wow. For Final Crisis, 135 That blows me away. Only 135 Really? Yeah. Dang. That still actually seems like, blows me away. That still it, seems like a lot because I mean, even at four bucks a pop, that's still a lot of comics. I mean, that's yeah. still. Like I mean, that's, that's forty that's comics. Or forty comics. That's forty comics right there for Secret Invasion. Um, that mm-hmm. that's about just, twenty. Are you averaging? No, it's like a hundred yeah. comics for Secret Invasion. Um, because if if a comic is three ninety nine for the yeah. Secret Invasion and all oh, the time yeah. and stuff, I mean, that's like damn near a hundred comics. You're right. And Bendis is writing so that all of them. <laughs> How does he do that? You know what? If, Volume. If you think about the titles that have come out, mm-hmm. it seems like DC has put out more comics that actually have Final Crisis in the title. You know, because you got Final Crisis, Rage of the Red Lanterns, mm-hmm. Final mm-hmm. Crisis, Legion of Three Worlds, Final Crisis, God, that Rage of the Red Lanterns was awesome. Final Crisis, Submit, Resist. All those say Final Crisis. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, man, there's tons of them. Yeah. But, mm. you know, Marvel has taken virtually all of their monthly titles and had it tie in with secret invasion so well and on top of that it's like all the all the titles that don't have their own comic book have a miniseries right now i mean the inhumans which are great you know is Mm -hmm. i'm still waiting for uh issue four of that miniseries to come out um you know there's there's a lot of good stuff out there you know i mean they're tying x-men somehow i mean i'm not reading it so i don't know how well and 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 sometimes these tie-ins can be very um misleading in that like during the World War Hulk uh, um, uh, series, the miniseries, mm-hmm. there, were, there was an Ant-Man tie-in, which didn't affect okay. anything <laughs> in the World War Hulk. It was just something that Ant-Man did that happened to fall under the umbrella of World War Hulk. Yeah. It was in the right place at the right time, but it didn't affect the story at all. So it's... It, Man, I just don't, you know, I, I'm I'm sure there's lines of Marvel where there's just like like you know someone's walking by and oh there's a secret invasion going on. I think the uh, the Ghost Rider World War Hulk tie-in was like really just really incidental. I mean, I heard some. Why would you even do that? They just had Hulk hop in for a, a page or two and leave. I think that's all it was. Okay, see that that strikes me. I, I don't mean to I don't mean to be negative, but that just strikes me as cheap. No, it is. You're, I mean, it you're strikes 100%. me as, as a money grab. Yeah, you're basically. 100 right. Just oh, we got to figure out what is that? Oh god, what's that infernal beeping? Oh god, is something cooking? Someone call McGruber quick. <laughs> is something cooking? It's McGruff. The it actually dog. does kind of kind of smell good. Um. Oh, you wanted to talk about um Wizard World? Some, yeah, some stuff just, that we didn't you know, finish up there. You know, people heard our reports while we were there but they haven't heard us literally physically talk about it um you know overall what what was your experience i had fun um you know the the, definitely the highlight of of those types of things is is hanging out with the people afterwards or during it or Mm -hmm. you know we, we met some cool people who are really into it we didn't read anyone who was really kind of super negative or anything i was really uh glad that bill could make it out for that day that was really nice yeah. but uh i was sad that he couldn't you know join us for dinner because mm-hmm. i think he would have had a good time june bob was in rare form man <laughs> are you calling the professor i wish i could have been there for all three days i'll just tell you that i assume you're talking about the uh the wizard world yeah oh, oh god okay i took a took a chance there and uh <laughs> you know. no, we're talking <laughs> about the time my, we all went to red lobster we're not talking about the plumber's convention hey, did you uh you left behind one of the uh, chicken pot pies on purpose right Oh, does that mean we get to eat it? 
Really? Chicka pop pop. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. She doesn't know she's on the show. Mm. Uh huh. That's a good point. All I right. Love chicken pot pies. Well, cool. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. No. No. No, you're not no. dumb. No. You're, not, you're not dumb at all. Oh, no. Stop it. You're not Come dumb. <laughs> you're the professor. Come on. <laughs> Professors aren't dumb. Well, I had one. She's like, was... how did they hear me say that? <laughs> A glimpse into All the right. voice's life. Okay, I'm so sorry. So sorry. You kept me off that show right now. I think he just got his head bit off. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Probably not. She's anyway. like one of the easy, most easygoing people I've ever, ever. met. Yeah. Ever. But yeah, Brad, I had a wonderful time. You know, I wasn't really hunting for anything, so anything I found was just a bonus. Um, but there wasn't really anything I was after. So it was, it was easy. Um, Russell and I picked up a couple of things I wanted to talk about. When we were waiting in line to get in on Saturday morning, one of the guys from Red 5 Comics oh, was yeah. walking down the line handing out um, free comics to people to read. Mm-hmm. And he gave me issue one of Abyss. It looks, got a, it looks like Superman 75. Yeah, where he died. On, yeah. Um, Kevin Rubio wrote this, the guy who did Troops and who mm-hmm. did Star Wars Tag and Bink. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Oh, it's funny. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. It's like Tag and Bink. Funny, mm-hmm. if you like that, Red Five Comics Abyss. The A is upside down uh, in the in the title. It, I liked it a lot. It's pretty good. I haven't. Uh, the only reason I haven't read Red Five is because it's uh, be, for budgetary reasons. But I have read a couple PDFs of the Piozoic. I think that's what it's called. Piozoic. Oh. Uh, Russell was telling me about that. That was. I mean, that's action packed. Mesozoic good. or something. Yeah, I, I think I, you're closer to it. I can't. Remember. Uh, let me see if I can find it. He anyway, said it was really good. And you guys have heard of. ZMD, not to be, not DMZ. Right. From Vertigo. Zone. But ZMD. Or North Zombies of Mass Destruction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd heard about this and wanted to, wanted to check it out. <laughs> so when we were there, we picked up issues one and two. Uh, issue one it got me hooked. Unfortunately, okay. issue two has made me decide to wait for the trade. Did it unhook you? Well... For reasons that shouldn't have happened. And Red 5 guys, if you're listening, you, you need a new editor for the uh, <laughs> for the comic. Wow. Uh, let me open it here real quick. So okay. I can oh, by the way, speaking of it, Neozoic is the name of that comic I was yeah, trying to yeah, reference. Yeah, Neozoic. Okay. Um, on page, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, I like the art. Eight, nine. Are there any ads? Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There's no ads. Okay. Fourteen. Page fourteen. No. Fifteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. On page okay. eighteen is is where the problems start. Now, I think the uh, at the top left panel there's um a dialogue box, mm-hmm. a narration box, not yes. dialogue, a narration box that's either a mistake or it's intentional you know one or the other at first i thought it's a mistake no at first i thought it was intentional because and i'll tell you why because on the previous you know uh page and then something that happens in that actual same panel on top left um 
there's some weird dialogue, and I thought, okay, they're doing some kind of time travel thing, and I won't know until I read later issues. Mm-hmm. But then on the rest of the page, um, there's no. There, it, I think there are missing dialogue boxes. Okay. So that. So so describe that, to us what's going on. Well, a guy's uh, previously in the story. Uh, the guy wakes up on the floor. Wheaton, Maryland, two thousand nine. It follows Uh him as he wakes up. A helicopter lands. People take him to the Pentagon. They take him to this meeting. And then the next dialogue box is minutes later. So they're in this meeting. Still in 2009? No, 2008. Why? Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, 2008. So they're watching. This is where he finds out that the government is using zombies as weapons of mass destruction. Man, that's so so they're watching. And basically, in the first issue... The, on one of them, the failsafe. Hang on, I need it okay. for my illustration. <laughs> the the failsafe failed to stop one of them. So okay. now there's a loose zombie walking around. Okay, so he's wa- they're telling him all about this. He's watching something. I mean, just one. How bad can that be? I mean, really. You turn the page, and it, it does not appear that there's any shift in time. He's looking at a, a zombie on the thing. The guy says, "Excuse me." You turn the page. He leans over and vomits. Mm-hmm. And then in that panel. It says Wheaton, Maryland, 2008. The next panel says, thought I'd be used to it by now. And then that right there was like, oh, maybe I thought I'd be used to the time travel by now. Why it would zip zip and back uh, a year in time, I don't know. But then there are four boxes that look like there should be some dialogue, and there's none. The the balloons are missing. What what has convinced me that these are mistakes is uh, a couple of pages later, the the main character is talking to another guy in the hallway and uh it looked like there was a pre-production let a uh, thought balloon that okay. did not get replaced with the um proper one uh th- panel 1 that's the village Aldura is from panel 2 with the baby i thought she was from looking for a middle east city in parentheses oh that's where we met the other guy says but she was from Parentheses, oh, looking for a Middle East city. Wow. Parentheses. Yeah, that's a pretty simple note uh, oh, let me see. Um, to see right pull the there? curtain back. That's where the uh, the writer the writer doesn't have time to do all right. the, the techno babble and, and come up with the interesting names. So a lot of times the writer will just will just literally put in a note saying, you know, need some scientific techno yes, babble exactly. here or need the name of an obscure exactly. Middle Eastern um, city or whatever. St- and that that's up to the editor uh, or whoever to, you know, to fill those blanks in, and apparently, wow, that didn't happen. Yeah, that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. You, might, you ought to save that. That might be worth. Some, yeah, it might be worth, some, be worth some money someday. But uh, <laughs> the, I, I, I've wow. read a couple of Star Trek Next Generation episodes yeah. uh, scripts. Okay, and and a lot of them were like that. Yeah, just like you described. It yeah. goes, oh, Captain, we're experiencing technical explanation here, right? Uh, right. And I believe that. So, so the writer didn't have to. You know, he, he the, the writer's more busy about the story, not about the details at that point. Right. It's written by Kevin Grivo, which is a name I'm. You're just I'm trying sorry. To, you're just sorry. trying to make it difficult for me, aren't you? Which is a name I'm familiar with. I can't remember off the top of my head who he's. Yeah, Han Solo shot him in the cantina scene. <laughs> that's I remember. Right. What's wrong with you, dude? Oh, that's right. So anyway, three dollars and twenty-five cents for some of the most beautifully produced comics I've ever seen. I mean, the the quality of the comic. Um, and what's the, the price tag again? Three twenty-five. Okay. You know, it's twenty-six cents more than your your standard comic. Yeah. You know, no big deal. We we need to have these guys on. Considering at some point. I don't. Considering I don't know if that's such a good idea. 
Well, no, you can tell them, Brad. I mean, well, just I mean, I mean just, just be don't well, be rude about it. Okay. Just I mean, I can, I can hey, do you guys messed being, up. Well, I can do that I, without I being rude. I think it'd be really interesting to talk to these guys and find out. So, shall we assume that this was a gigantic uh, boondoggle at the uh, you know yeah. in between the editors and the press? And I like the I story you get some interesting concept. stories off. I that. like the art, but I'm sorry, fellows at Red Five Comics. I'm not going to continue to spend three dollars and twenty five cents on. Comics that have errors like that. Well, it sounds like the. It sounds like the. Well, you got it. Well, that was a freebie, though, right? No, I purchased those full price. It sounds like the the writers and editor or the writers and artists um, deserve uh, some love from me because they tried to get. I said I loved the art and the story was a great. It it was. It was just the editors. They they were obviously rushed, and uh, I guess I I just. Yeah, but I mean, how do you? mm -hmm, And it shouldn't happen for comics that cost. I just don't understand dollars and twenty five cents. I do know. uh, I, I've just done a little bit of uh, research over here while you guys are chatting, and I found out uh, um, who did edit those. Um, so I've got the name of the editor Johnny for you M? guys if you want. No, it was uh, James Kahn <laughs> from Elf. Oh. Uh, yes. yes, he was the one, the editor of these comics, so that explains a lot. That's yeah. a great movie. He put the book out with two blank pages in the middle. Oh, you know, yeah. hey, they're kids. You know, kids will, kids will make something up. Um, did you sign <laughs> off on this? And the uh, the guy at the Atomic Robo... Uh, Stan, he also gave us, he gave me a um, free comic book day ver- uh, nice. comic with Atomic Rubble. Oh, look, and Neozoic on mm-hmm. it. I haven't Neozoic. had a chance to look through that yet. I'd like to very much, um, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, from, let's see, from Wizard World, Texas, I guess, uh, I brought this in just to, to show you guys. Or, uh, no, be, be, probably before, showed you. But before probably you jump you. forward, yeah. uh, you know Red 5 is from Austin, right? Uh, I, I I, th- I think so. Yeah. Thought they were Dallas, actually. Maybe Are they Dallas. Austin? Oh no, no, Viper's Dallas. Red Five is Texas, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It is Austin. Anyway, go I don't on. know if I was able to show you this, oh, um, but that's that autograph oh, yeah. book we, by Tim Woodruff. Yeah, Tom we, Woodruff. We, I, mean. I know we we talked about. Uh, yeah, see, he signed Monsieur it right Woodruff. there. The alien. There's some really good stuff in there. Jeez. Um, One of the real fans. As far as what I got at right. Wizard World, Texas, that's. That's all I wanted to talk about. Um, I could continue with things I've been reading lately. Um, hey, I'd like to uh, thank uh, I'd like to thank your daughter Ashley for yes. uh, hooking me up with the uh, the twenty five cent bins. Man, I scored there. Awesome. Yeah, that, I believe that was all her too. Yeah, she so. she uh, definitely found everything I was looking for. How does she do it? Does, I don't have, know. You, have you trained her that well, or does she so. just have some kind of a? I guess I don't know my own my own strength. <laughs> um, the latest issue of Wolverine by Good Mark genes. Miller and Steve McNiven. Ah, old man old Logan storyline. Oh, now is this gosh, a? Uh, I can't wait for an oversized hardcover collection of I'm, this. I'm such a dork. Awesome. I don't know. Is this a? Um, uh, is it's, this a seven issue or a nine issue? Or I think it's eight. Okay. I think it's eight. Okay. Um, this is um, issue. F- is this four or five? I don't know. Have you seen this one yet? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any of them. You haven't read any of these? Not one. I thought you had... I haven't even cracked the books open. Oh gosh, it's so good. It's like set in the future, like fifty years from yeah, now. I, mean, I know what the. It's awesome. I know what the general idea of it is, and and the idea is awesome. I mean, I just it it kicks me right in the right in the booty. It's um, fantastic. <laughs> haven't read it though. The booty. Right in the booty. Um, got to edit yourself when you have. Now things. you guys know I like Jack Bauer, right? Right. Twenty four. Missed Jack up. Bauer, Power Hour. I uh, love it. That's right, Mr. Power. This uh, is 24 Nightfall uh, from IDW. It's a... Steve Bryant? No, it's not mm-hmm. Steve Bryant. He did that one shot, that real thin, oh, small one shot. Oh, just the one shot. Yeah. This is the story of... It's a prequel. Uh, basically, uh, two years before David Palmer's victory in the California presidential primary, mm. which led him to become president, um, 
this is the story of the Drazen family and all that stuff that went uh, on behind the scenes that season one played mm-hmm. out. Um, this is hands down the absolute worst comic I've ever read in my entire life. Wow. You know, I would, I, I the art, and, and you know what? I just, isn't that like hate, Vines it, and Hollowell or something? No, 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 no. no. Who's no? Wh- this is I get that written from? by Mark Haynes and J.C. Vaughn. Pencils and Eeks oh. by Jane Diaz. Color by Deborah. Carita. I will say the coloring in here is nice. The art, I've just, the, how much was this book? It's a $20 IDW trade. I got it for a little less than that um, okay. on DCB service. Yeah. Um, some of the times he looks like Jack Bauer. Some of the times he looks like Jack Lemon. Oh, I mean, no. it's just totally inconsistent. <laughs> and honestly, Final Crisis makes more sense to me than this book. Oh, this is how much <laughs> I did not enjoy this book, <laughs> which d- distresses me because I love the 24. I love the show. I wanted to know about what happened. I could read this 50 times and not be able to tell you a thing about what's going on. It sounds like a challenge. It's like very inconsistent. It, it jumps from story point to story point. Hmm. Nothing like it does in the, in the show. I'm just really bummed out that I spent the money on this. Um, I think it was someone on on the Geeks, uh, Comic Geek Speak podcast said that that their experience with any type of licensed property yeah. is usually pretty poor. Yeah. And yeah. I have to agree with them. It's just you know, just because it says twenty four, just because it says Star Wars, just because it says Star Trek, doesn't get me to read it. In fact, I'll usually avoid it. Yeah, I mean, if it's an artist I know, mm-hmm. like uh, um, Steve Bryant mm-hmm. did the twenty four. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of that story he did, but I bought it because Steve Bryant drew it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not buying any more 24 stuff if it's from IDW. I'm just sorry. I'm so, I was just mm. shocked at how bad that comic was. Well, on on a on a more positive note, I can tell you what I've been reading. I just finished two trades last night, or I'm halfway through this one. Oh, there we go. Are we at 30 minutes already? Yeah, we're at 30 minutes. Dang. We didn't oh, hit anything on our list. Um, I'm halfway through Gotham Central uh, trade number three. Unresolved yes, targets. Is that is that a Gotham Central trade by Breaker and Rucka? Yeah. Where'd you get it from, Frank? Uh, in stock trades, mother. <laughs> okay. Um, very good. Just the the series. And a lot of people know this, but if you if you're not familiar with it, uh, the Gotham Central series, so good. It's just it's it's about well, what the, is it? It's about the uh, Gotham Central Police Department. Is it uh, with very little Batman in it? Is it, like DC's version of Frontline or something? Or, mm, I mean, I know much better, much better not. than that. You know what? Here, it's uh, fans of Law and Order and hom- and Homicide: Life on the Streets. Take note: <laughs> the this uh, the believable police drama has found its way into DC's staple. Highly recommended. That's it's, a blurb okay. from the back. It's Ed Brubaker doing what he does best, in my opinion: crime drama. Now, how mm-hmm. old is this? couple years yeah it's I mean, seri- is, the series has been canceled i think there's okay. about eight eight of these trees trades say this before brew baker went over to marvel and I, yeah. I have no idea how many of those writers and artists mm-hmm. have exclusive contracts i know at one point you know that was kind of all the rage and nowadays you kind of like you see guys kind of hop from one major to the other mm-hmm. you know abnet and landing it's like and you guys were at dc and then you're oh and then, yeah. but I, I i would recommend that series granted i'm only on the third trade just so good it's it's just human drama in in a superhero world, but very little superheroes involved. Supervillains, though, galore. 
Hmm. I mean, how, you know, superheroes know, know how to deal with supervillains, but how do, how do humans deal with... I don't know. I mean, there's a story in here about, about uh, uh, the Gotham, Centra, uh, Gotham Police Department dealing with the Joker. If you ask me, it sounds way too close to nonfiction for my taste. <laughs> it's good. That's right. Good. When I sit down and cuddle up with the book, I, uh, I don't want nonfiction. I want to get the heck out. Well, it is based on a true story. I want yeah. to go into the future or go to another galaxy or, you know... <laughs> Unlike Maybe this, based on another galaxy, uh, Simpsons comics a go go the uh, a trade with four. <laughs> these Simpson comics, first of all, if you're a big Simpsons fan, you're gonna love these because Those there are, are nooks and crannies of the series in here that true fans would truly love. <laughs> and I read this last night in about an hour and a half, and just I laughed out loud several times. Genius. I just love these Simpson comics. Anyway, that's wow. that's why. What, what have you been reading, Bill? Um, I've been reading, um, I've been reading what little they're putting out right now. I'm really kind of mad at, uh, at DC especially. Um, we just got, um, uh, I don't want to blow the, blow the gag here, but, uh, oh. yeah, last Wednesday I went to the comic book store and I, the only two titles I picked up, I picked up an old Teen Titans Go for, uh, for Zoe, but, uh, I picked up, um, Titans issue seven, which is good. Um, cause I've been a long time fan of the teen Titans mm-hmm. and I don't even mind them as grown up Titans. Um, but, uh, the, the one, the only, and Brad and I had the same reaction. I, I couldn't believe that it was like, uh, this just goes to prove that, uh, I think Brad and I may have been separated at birth or something, but, um, Gross. the, uh, the kingdom come Superman special, um, the one shot, uh, that, uh, came out last Wednesday written and illustrated by Alex Ross and O. My it takes place goodness. after JSA number twenty. Yep, which is JSA. Yep. The whole Gog storyline has been fantastic. Well, and and I don't want to I don't want to get into this right now, or, or maybe we do. I don't know. No, let's um, get into. Let it. you guys uh, worry about this. But the idea that that you know they've never even thought about hinting at where in the freaking Final Crisis timeline this Kingdom Come, this whole Kingdom Come arc that's been going on for almost a year now. Actually, yeah, I guess it has been, because uh, as soon as they finished the Lightning Saga, Superman from Earth-22 immediately showed up, and they've been trying to figure out what to do with him ever since, which has been a minimum of eight issues, uh, you know, so it's been eight or nine months minimum since they've been uh, kind of kind of going through this. They introduced Gog a few issues back, but where does this tie into the Final Crisis? I don't think it matters, because I think in the end, Final Crisis is going to have no effect on the DC Universe. You think so? I think somebody will come by, come I'm, back and retcon it. I'm more afraid. I'm, I'm more afraid of Marvel doing that. I'm more afraid of Marvel cheaping out uh, on the Secret Invasion than I am um, them cheaping out on the Final Crisis. Um, but I, you know, if, if the Final Crisis, you know, the, the speculation of the Final Crisis is supposed to be something that affects basically the new gods and leaves everybody else alone. And I, and and I think that's the key where you, where you said mm-hmm. Bill because the the new gods have always been kind of off to the side doing yeah. their own thing, and I think it's going to affect. It'll affect the DCU. Yeah. DCU will go back to normal, but this new fourth world, fifth world, whatever they're going to mm-hmm. call it, is going to be the one that's truly affected. And unless you're a real fourth world fan. Which well, is why the final crisis for me is such a letdown, because it really, at least as far as I can tell, it is not going to have the same kind of effects that the original crisis and infinite crisis had on the DC. Well, and, and yeah, it does seem to be a more intimate story, um, which is ironic considering the fact that, like, you know, the whole Earth is screwed at this at this exact point in time mm-hmm. waiting for issue uh, five of Final Crisis to come out. Um, because, uh, man, it, it doesn't look good for the for the 
for the heroes um, at the end of issue four. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's pretty bleak. I mean, Wonder Woman and the Furies are rampaging across Middle America, you know, Middle America, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, pretty much. Uh, Is John Cougar there? He should be. He's always involved with you know Middle what? America. Somewhere. You know what? I'd slap a freaking dark side helmet on that Jack. What? Buddy, what do you have dude, against man? What do you dang, have against John dang, Cougar? I almost said that. Little huh? dude. Huh? Yeah, that's what I've got against him. That's right there. That's what I've got against him. Slap a dark side helmet on him. Get the anti-life equation pumping through him. And uh, by the way, uh, I don't want to turn Jack and Diane. Be a better place if if yeah. John Cougar Mellencamp had never made a record. I, don't I love John Cougar. Up. I will defend him to the end. He's awesome. Um, okay, uh, you win, Frank. Okay, um, so, uh, so no, but go ahead. Why, so so why do you hate it? Wait, you got to tell us why you hate him, John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, because I'm not a fan of country. And mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of roots rock, and I'm not a fan of uh, midwestern uh, rock. Okay. Oh so that's yeah! It. Right. Oh, I forgot. Oh, there you go. You <laughs> just woke up. <laughs> I just woke up the two year old. If I have a two year old screaming through the next sorry, episode dude. and a half, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not on me, man. I'm sorry. We, um, the, I still uh, have something to say about this. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I just let's I go this. this is, Brad and I had the exact same reaction, and I'll try not to say anything. But I, I, what I will say is that I looked at this, and the first page looks exactly like something out of Kingdom Come, which is like loved me personally. I think that was the I think the point. Yeah, and obviously to. that's the point. Same but, with the cover. But my humble opinion, and, and I was it was it really kind of it really kind of twisted my gut up because there at the uh, at the Wizard World last Saturday, I had a chance. I had the money to get either a Kingdom Come um, trade paperback. Or the Watchmen trade paperback. I ended up going to the Watchmen trade paperback for a number of reasons. One of them being that the Legion of Dudes are you know doing their thing, and I kind of wanted to. I wanted to listen to the Legion of Dudes presentation from a, a better position of intellectual strength. Yada yada yada. Um, but I think Kingdom Come. If I could take one trade paperback to a desert island with me, I would. I think Kingdom Come is probably number one on my list. It may be one of my favorite standalone stories of all time. I just there's nothing I don't love about that. I mean, I just. It, it's incredible. I and agree. Alex Ross, incredible. Mark Wade, incredible. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever read anything by Mark Wade which I didn't like. Although, he, you know, call in guys. Uh, you know, let me know. Uh, let me know what Mark Wade did that you didn't like. <laughs> um, but uh, Alex Ross does something in uh, in this issue that he has never ever done before, and and um, he actually inks and kind of does this almost as a conventional comic. Now Alex Ross is too good to do conventional art, and it still looks very different. But um, it's not all painted, right? That's yeah. that's why I like this so much. This really? first off, this is hands down the best comic I've read all year. Uh, you know, all year. No the argument. story is just amazing. Although did- we get we get some answers. Yeah. You know, uh, we get some answers like what exact what really happened to uh, Lois Lane in the mm-hmm. Kingdom Come universe, and that's actually a pretty hard sequence to read through. And we get we we finally uh, get the answer as to when exactly this Superman made it to our Earth. Like, what yeah. part of the Kingdom Come story? Well, that was okay. he pulled out. That's of? one confusing part, though, because he's sure that like his universe, you know, his world has been destroyed, but he also clearly says in here. That basically the the nuclear explosion that that ends the conflict, um, you know, at, at the climax of Kingdom Come, is what pushes him into this universe. Right. So they've still got they. So Lucy, they got some splaining to do. <laughs> well, I don't, because, what do you mean? The well, world was destroyed because the, because the, the world was not destroyed because no, the, in Kingdom Come, what he means is the 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 fiber, the moral fiber, the 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 peace and tranquility okay. of the world itself, because of the rise of the the heroes that didn't hold the same morals that him, that the people of his generation did. Okay. You know, like when and Gog 
Right. You know, the uh, Magog, I mean, when well, those, see, they, all those they, guys took yeah. over. I don't think he was meaning like the, the planet was literally destroyed. Okay. That way, I think he just meant the way the heroes became as to, opposed to the way they used to be when he was in the Justice League and hanging out and stuff. Yeah, I, well, I hope that's it because, uh, yeah, it, it sure seemed like, you know, maybe I was taking it way too literally, and that's very possible. But um, it, it sure seemed like uh, like he – it sure something like he meant that his world was like – you know, in the final cataclysm that destroyed our world, I was pushed through. You know, into and you know, if he was pushed through, how could he know that the world was actually destroyed? Well, but at the okay, at the end of King, riddle me this, uh, then Batman. At the end of Kingdom Come, uh, they have the epilogue, yeah. and it's been a while since I've read Kingdom Come, so right. I'm doing this off memory. Forgive me if I'm missing a detail. Correct me. Um, but there's an epilogue which takes place like one year later yes. or whatever, and yes. they're all having coffee. You know, in their coffee shop, and Batman and Superman realize they can be friends, and, right. and they can trust each other, and Wonder Woman's there. And they tell and Batman they're... that they're going to have a child. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, is is all are the events taking place right now supposed to happen in between him getting pushed into, you know, Earth, the Earth-1 universe, and him going back to Earth-22? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the question. I gotcha. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Basically. No, seriously. The, basically. Before the events of Infinite Crisis, yeah, there was one world, okay, one Earth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got some issues too because this was an else Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come was, was an, an else world. world, so it was supposed to be imaginary to begin with. Right. They assigned it Earth twenty two kind of randomly, and now the brain, the way my brain's looking at it is hidden. now in the in the new multiverse, mm-hmm. um, there's a universe or an Earth called Earth twenty two that right that is the Kingdom Come universe, mm-hmm. uh, but the story we don't know the end of the story. To this particular Earth twenty two Kingdom Come story, okay, you know what I mean. That other but, the Kingdom Come we're familiar with, yeah, happened in uh, another. It was an elsewhere another timeline or whatever. Basically, he got pulled out of the timeline here. Yeah, we don't know if he's going to be placed back in that timeline we know of. Just think of that story as separate. I mean, is this kind of the same thing where uh, that's how they brought back Captain Marvel in the the Marvel universe? They they mm. brought him back because he had died of cancer at the end. Well, of that. that's but so but unfortunate. That, 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 that's a little more clean cut. They brought that. him back into the by snatching him out of the timeline yeah. before he died. It's like, well, that sounds. Well, they, they didn't because that's very that's very machine of God. There isn't mm-hmm. it? That's very. It turns out that they didn't actually do that. Did they? Because okay. Captain Marvel is a scroll. They programmed <sighs> those memories. Into okay. Him, so they actually okay. did not pluck Captain Marvel from the timeline. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> This that is, is the wild, wacky I, stuff. That's <laughs> pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> may, the fleas of thousand, sir, yes. may the fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. The, uh, the art in this, this is the best Alex Ross has ever looked, in my opinion. Because he inked himself, and two, yeah. he didn't color himself. Now, did he, did he get you the same way he got me? I'm sitting there reading through this. I'm literally at the halfway point. I'm seeing the staples. And I'm going... My God, this book must be like seventy or eighty pages long. This is great. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, "This is awesome." It's like, you know, the book's half over, and I'm going, "Man, I've still got a half another comic to read." Right. And, and this is just one of the greatest things I've ever read. And then, like four or five pages later, they go to be continued in Magog number one. It's like, oh, yeah. Geez. And then they got the but, bonus material, but it explains but, huge. Oh but, yeah, man, the bonus material in this comic book is incredible. I yeah, mean, it it is, is, it's awesome. This is one of those things where um, uh, who's doing all the director's cuts? Is that Marvel? Or is it both? Uh, no, I it's think Marvel. both. Probably both. Well, because um, there, there was a director's cut of Final Crisis. Well, basically, oh, yeah. basically, you've got this one, this one shot Superman Kingdom Come special issue 
tying into the Justice Society of America, the GOG storyline, all that. But you basically got the director's cut in the back of this issue. Yeah. And you know what? It's they awesome. don't charge you any extra for it. It's still three ninety nine. It's awesome. And and it's just it, it's cool because you get you get some real I mean it's like a behind the scenes, you know, making of on a DVD or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really get a sense of of what he was thinking and how he did that. And it was almost uh, <laughs> uh it was almost the Marvel style of storytelling and the fact that he that he made the he, he came up with a plot, he made the pretty pictures, and then he assigned dialogue to it as the last thing he did. First, and that's very Marvel style, which I, I love it personally. He, first he was Stan Lee and plotted it out. Yeah. Then he was Jack Kirby and yes. drew the whole thing. Yes. Then he was Stan Lee and scripted it. Uh-huh. That's what he did to this. I have a plea to Alex Ross, because I know he's listening. Okay. Alex, please, 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 never paint your stuff ever again. Oh. Ink it and let Alex Sinclair color it. You know what? I I, I like Alex Ross's paints, mm-hmm. but it's never totally blown me away. Okay. Unlike this book right here. Okay. And and see I've I've got love for your opinion there. This is the um, cleanest, prettiest Alex Ross work ever. I I fell in love with with Alex Ross and I don't, maybe I've got maybe there's something about me where I just like that kind of photorealistic blah blah nonsense because I love Alex Ross and I love Greg Land. And I don't know why, but apparently I like the artists who actually go out and snap photographs of people and then trace over them. <laughs> you know, that must be how I do it. And I love June Bob's art. And so those three people, that's Not a lot that's of people know like. that June Bob does that too. No way. I mean, look at, look at uh, Lois Lane right there. I know. Isn't that just beautiful? It, it is. It is beautiful. And and if I never I think, see a painted Alex Ross comic ever again, I'll be fine. Well, and again, I loved I loved Kingdom Come so much, and I love the the Justice series. In fact, I need to go back and reread it every time I, I look at Alex Ross. I want to go back and reread Justice again. Um, I, I love his painted work, and I, I will never ever complain about it. But I think Brad has a valid point. I think what he does here and. He does this for effect. I mean, he he does the inking and the painting. You know, he he says in in the back of the bonus materials that this is the first time he's ever tried to do this. And so he's doing it on purpose. He's doing it for an effect. And by God, it works. I mean, it's it's Alex. It's Alex Ross's layouts. um, and, And I've started to wonder this completely reaffirms my faith in Alex Ross. I've been starting to wonder if he was stretching himself too thin. Me too. Um, Same because here. Same I'm, here. I'm reading the, the, uh, that Avengers invaders crossover. Mm-hmm. And I started to read is no, he's not doing the, the 12 Straczynski. Um, God, there's something else. Superpowers. He's doing. Superpowers. Yeah. The project superpowers. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, I read the first couple issues of that. It's like, eh, and you know, I'm reading I, the, the Avengers invaders. And it's like, yeah, I mean it's okay, but yeah, you know, I'm kind of having the same issue I had with uh, the Dream War. It's like I get the distinct feeling that this is gonna, this is not gonna go anywhere, and it's going to take a machine of God to kind of hit a magical reset button or something, and everything will be fixed at the end. You know, like in Dream War, it turns out that it's a kid who's got the power of reality while he's dreaming, and you know they wake him up basically at the end. And sorry if I've spoiled that for anybody, but. Yeah, Having said what I it. said about not wanting to see Alex yes. paint, this yes. panel right here yeah. that he painted is my favorite yeah. uh, of his painted stuff, where Superman is racing back to the Daily Planet as fast as he can, and yeah. like, his, his on fire, he's flying that's, so fast. Yeah, he's, he's literally burning through the atmosphere. That's um, awesome. Okay, so uh, that's another question. Um, the Superman, the, the Kingdom Come Superman, as we all know, has spent you know basically a, a lifetime now on Earth bathing in the yellow sun to the point where you know in kingdom come they say that he's 
more powerful than at any point ever in his career. Right. You know, where he could, you know, he could, you know, faster than a speeding bullet held damn near faster than the speed of light. Um, you know, he can move, he, he can move, uh, you know, push plants around and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but he can't go any faster than however fast, you know, they never say he's flying right now at uh, 1600 miles an hour or anything. You know, they, they don't, they don't give you that clue, but you know, the assumption is that Superman should be able to circle the earth in about that long. Yeah. I mean the, the idea that, you know, so what's his top speed? You know, why I, I understand there was a storytelling element. You know him trying to get back to Lois, you know, right, as fast right. as he could. He 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 hears something going on or whatever, but he can't quite get back there fast enough. It's just like I, I thought to myself, you, you, I'm going to suspend disbelief for this because I like the story. Only light can move so fast. But no, light can, you know, eight hundred. I'm saying I'm blanking on the. Numbers, it only goes 186,000 miles, miles a second. Yeah, it. It could go at 187,000. Well, the speed of light then could circle the Earth six times in one second. Yes. So yeah. if he can get half that, he's he's anywhere he wants to be on the planet in a matter of a couple seconds. Well, I mean, so, I mean that, that, yeah. that's that's that's, to, the, that's the problem with with that a lot of people have with Superman. It's just too powerful. Yeah. Well, and, and, you I just, have, and I'm you so have sorry. Trouble I, you have trouble with that sometimes, and you just have to suspend disbelief. I, I really don't. They've dealt with this a, question several times yeah. by having Flash race Superman yeah. more than once. Yeah, and, and Flash, Superman doesn't always win. Flash, better but, freaking but he win wins. That race, but, I mean, by the it's way. that. Cl- I mean, it's he not like always win. It's not by a mile. It's by a millisecond. Well, someday they just need to put him on a track because my problem with the Superman Batman or Superman Flash race is that they're always distracted by you know missions that perform during it. You know, it's like, no, you don't freaking stop down to save the planet Altair 6 or whatever in the middle of this race. You you race. Okay, race the Andromeda Galaxy and back. First one, you know, go. Okay, and so one, Superman the, cannot tap into the Speed Force. All right. So so Flash will always have him on that. Yeah, but period. back when, but but they didn't know what the hell the Speed Force was or whether people were even tapping into mm-hmm. it back when they first started racing. No, well, we know it now. And how does the Flash <laughs> race through space, by the way? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cosmic treadmill. I know we're way over. Yeah, let's close. Let's. Uh, I say let's keep going. We'll keep going. Why not? Wow. Okay. Why not? Shocking. Because we had emails that we wanted to read, and okay, we'd like to some. read them before next episode, and voicemails. What? How? How far are we into the program? Uh, fifty minutes. Let's keep going. Wow. Which, Why stop which the email? momentum just because of the name of the show? You know what? We'll be glad to get back to twenty-nine minute episodes. You know, <laughs> after number one hundred. Check the so. time. Don't want to do too long. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the Paul Lee one or? Let's see. Oh, you know what? It, it um, I have to sign in again. Oh, that I, is it, great. It had, been, uh, it had been idle for a while. Hang on. Okay. Well, uh, I can. So, Frank. Uh, oh, wait. Let me go back to the end. So what's going on, dude? Well, not much. Not much, not much at all. I like your watch. People like Thank the you. long shows. Is that a fossil? And there's some things. No, I, I it's just, a target. It's a <laughs> flossil. Even better. Flossil. Flossil. It's a, it's a magnet vox. Nice. I want to read this old one from Justin Carguth, episode 93. Okay. Good heavens. Uh, thanks, fellows. This was a great episode. It was light, yeah, it was. yet informative, and probably one of the funnest episodes you guys have had. Which one was that? Episode 93. I just listened to that. That was a great episode. What happened in it? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, oh, the one with Grammar Girl, because that's why he says one of the funnest episodes you guys have had. As a result of it, I picked up on the other Quick and Dirty podcasts and hope to enjoy them. Oh, and I will also attempt a Lost Marathon before Season 5 comes up. Uh, I have to admit, being a bit bummed when those episodes of your cast would come up last year, it really didn't grab me at Season 1. I think it was a combination of hype and confusion turning me off to it. 
and it was hard to get into it any time after that. So some nice recommendations and some quality podcasting. I couldn't ask for more than that, guys. All the best, Justin. Tell you what, I'm going to be there for season five of Lost, but uh, here's my advice to you. Was his name Justin? Yes. Okay, hey, Justin, season one, please enjoy it. Uh, one of the best uh, seasons of television you've ever seen. Season two, please enjoy it. Uh, Henry, the character Henry Gale is worth watching the entire season. Uh, season three, pretty darn good. Um, uh, and what are we up to? Uh, we've season gone four, season just four. Happened. Okay, uh, the end of season three, maybe one of the most incredible cliffhangers you've ever seen in the history of television. And uh, the it's end of season possible. four makes me not want to watch anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. The the end of this last season makes me want to say. Go to heck. Really? Just, just, you, know, you don't want to watch it? No, I do want to watch it. I'm going to be there for it, but but they they have just about ruined it for me. Really? They have just about ruined it for me. I, and, and I'm one of those. I was a freaking disciple from- Are you from, talking about because of what happened? You just yes, because, can't suspend your because disbelief anymore? No, it's because of the Oceanic Six, and it's like, you know, oh, we've got to go back. Well- wasn't that the same cliffhanger you had at the end of the last season, only now it's yes. six that you have to go back instead of one you have to go back? And frankly, you did it a hell of a lot better last year at the exact same time. And the whole idea of, of you, you know, know you're they're, gonna be they're there gonna have three, every episode. Yeah, and, and I just I despise the idea that, oh well, you know, we just we gotta have three sixteen episode seasons. We can't possibly have two twenty two episode seasons or, or whatever it is. I don't know, you know why they like, you know I mean what? I know that that had something to do with the writer's strike, but I'm not well, the, the the pushing back of, uh, you know, yeah, there's I think a lot going to be 17, to 17 episodes now, though. Well, yeah, they, so. okay. yeah, they added an extra Did because they? they lost. Okay, that helps because a of the bit. lost episodes. Uh, because okay. of the writer strike, they they were short some because episodes. Of the lost episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the zo- I listened to the po- I listened to the lost podcast, and they referred okay. to those as the zombie episodes. Oh my! I don't know why the lost episodes. Well, the episodes that that didn't get produced because of the writer strike. Oh, okay. They hmm. just referred to them as a zombie episode. Do you they know you're going to be there when it starts? Yes, Is it I am. January or February? I am. January twenty first. Really? Wednesday. And then Jack Bauer Power Hours. I'm excited. Uh, next to- Sunday. I'm excited. Yeah, there's about a two. Lost. Hour- it's not the start of the season. That's a two hour like a prequel movie to the mm-hmm. seventh season okay. get me back yeah. my son uh, i can't wait you want to <laughs> read the next one yeah from mark alligara alligara alleginess i'm going to call him mark alleginess okay mark alleginess because it pleases me hey guys i want to apologize for the quality of my voicemail as hey, you mark. guessed i called you from the future I your, remember. <laughs> wow. your primitive phone lines could not handle the message from my time traveling phone booth doctor <laughs> who or maybe it was that I was calling you from a monorail, mono meaning one, rail meaning thing, <laughs> from Disney World. Uh, Rufus has asked me to contact to let, you, uh, to let you know that you two are the key to the future. Wow. It is your podcast that will bring nice. balance and peace to the universe. Awesome. Because all of the half hours that you have wasted, we are now at peace with all countries on Earth and, well... As well as with all seven hundred and one or uh, seven hundred one neighboring planets. <laughs> awesome. Also, there is no longer any pollution. The air is clean. The water is clean. Even the dirt is clean. I want to warm. I want to warm of warn. I want to warn of the men you know as. Oh, I want to warn you of the men of the man you know as the voice. Huh? As he hey, was sent back in time to stop you by making up lists 
for your podcast. Wait a second. Please, guys, but, do what? not be but, distracted but, from wasting half hours by the voice. Oh. You must continue and not let you father and, and not and not let you father <laughs> send you to a military school in Alaska. So please continue to waste time. A half hour at a time. Sincerely, Mark from the future. He's got me. I could care less about world peace. I just want to know if we save the polar bears. You know what? And the bees. I seem to remember in our about page. So that's uh, who's this? Who's guy again? Mark. Mark Aldair. Mark from the future. Thank you, Mark. I'd like to invite Mark. You know what? You know what, Mark? Hey, hey. Spell go back. Why don't you go back where you came from? We don't need your kind here. Well, not that and you would think you like in that? the future they huh? would have eliminated all spelling mistakes, but, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> grammar errors. Um, How about a big warm glass of shut the hell up, Mark? Well, hey. a- according to our about page, Bill <laughs> yeah. McGonnell, the voice, it says his voice is deep and his background is shrouded in mystery. There's an about page. S- yes, some believe he has come for the future. Others believe he has always existed. <laughs> Whatever the truth is. We can all agree that his voice is dreamy. I'm flattered. So apparently we don't know a lot of your background, Bill. I've known you for 15 years, and now I'm starting to wonder if I've ever known you at all. Oh, you know me. Oh, you know me better than you think. Uh, thank you, Mark, for that. That was funny. And what were you saying about his... Uh, it says nothing to do with boxers versus briefs, either. <laughs> what, what were you saying about Spellcheck, Brad? Uh, in the future, you would think that you know Spellcheck would be automatic, and they would have... Because that email was... Filled full of uh, spelling errors. Well, apparently, since since the the future is so peaceful, maybe people just don't care about that anymore. I guess they're just too relaxed. Or maybe they've uh, simplified the uh, simplified the English language, and uh, it's very Orwellian up there in the future. <laughs> we might ask him what his uh, what his number is. Hmm. Because I, my guess is that that name that he gave us... You were angry at Mark. My guess is that name he gave us is just something he picked out of the air just to make him feel better, and that he's really just got a number. You were angry. Yeah, it's probably tattooed somewhere on you him, too. You were so angry. Yeah. Have you seen on our board a guy named Jesse Jackson? <sighs> yeah. We met him at Wizard World. He yeah, sent us an email. On the When I saw that, I thought, this can't be this guy's name. So I <laughs> still even said, I posted, is that your real name? Uh-huh. We met him at Wizard World, okay. Texas. Brad and Frank, I sent a voicemail as well, but wanted to pass along how wonderful it was seeing you both at Wizard World this past weekend. <laughs> I especially enjoyed the Umbrella Academy discussion. It was like seeing a podcast live, a sort of five minutes wasted. Have you thought about we'll having that. the 100th episode at some place where we can, where we fans can go see it live? Huh? That has to be a restaurant that has, there has to be a restaurant that has an extra banquet room they would let us use. Looking forward to hearing your Wizard World coverage. Tom said he enjoyed the interview. And Tom does Love and Capes, the yeah. comic from, um, oh, I can't remember the publisher right now, but he got the IDW um, right. uh, deal. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to look that up. Apparently, right Jesse has not been listening to more, more recent episodes <laughs> of the show because he'd know that we're planning on, we've already made plans for episode 100. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Frank and I went back and forth about mm-hmm. our feelings on the Umbrella Academy comic okay. while we were standing in front of Jesse's table. I haven't table. listened to Legion of Dudes one shot on it, by the way. Okay, so. that's okay. And I've, I haven't liked read it, the comic. I didn't. Okay. So that's what he was talking, was talking it, about it, Was Gerard Way or whatever, the My Chemical Romance Gerard lead Way, singer? Yeah, he is wrote that it. Who's doing he it? wrote it. Yeah, does he have a future in the, this business, or is he just doing it because if he's Grant famous? If Grant Morrison has a future in this business, oh. Gerard Way has a future <laughs> in this business. Okay. I mean, well, well, you know what? So I, 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 you, I'll you bring my copy. Yeah, I'll bring my copy. Okay, what do you think is redeeming about it? Um... It's pure. It's okay. just everything you need to know about about those heroes is there in those pages. Okay. There's nothing you don't need to know any 
there's backstory not a lot of because subtext it's all there. Or, yeah, there's hmm. no subtext. It's, Interesting. What is there is there. Okay. And it's just to me, it was fun. It was cool. just fun. Okay. You know. Fair enough. And what did you not like about it? Everything. Really? Okay. Yeah. You just did you just not buy it, or was it poorly? Did you think it was poorly? I written bought or? it. I want my money back. No, I'm, I mean, did you oh. just not? Did you not? Did it strain your credulity? You know, did did you just not believe what you were reading? Did it did it just not make sense? I hated the it's, art. Art was hard to look okay. at. Okay. Um, it's kind see, of almost monotonish, isn't it? And I love the story art. that I I couldn't okay. follow. Maybe I'm just stupid. Well, I mean, hey, there's 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 no law that says everybody has to love the same things, man. I mean, that's why you have different things. I think I think this is this is where Brad and I kind of differ on art because mm-hmm. to me it can be you know it can be that Alex Ross stuff, mm-hmm. love it. It can be. This uh, um, stuff like Love and Capes or Bruce Tim mm-hmm. or Umbrella Academy, and I love it just as long as it's it's fanciful and it's it's okay. it's interesting. I mean, I can and I I love I love art that challenges the line. Okay, if, if it can if you can tell us if you can tell a story through a drawing with one line or a million lines. Okay. That's fascinating to me. Sometimes I think it's more fascinating with just one line. Okay. Because how? Y- 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 because then it becomes how do you compress all that information with that one line? How, there, how do you communicate that that story, that action, with with three lines as opposed yeah. to you know four hundred lines? Give me the name of an artist uh, that you don't like at all. There's very few. I can't can you think do, of no. one. No, because I mean everything has has you know I, I some can, type of redeeming value. I can think of one artist I absolutely do not like mm-hmm. and and would avoid reading stuff by him because the artist. Can you think? I mean, is there anybody out there that just makes you crazy, Brad? That you just can't yeah, stand? It's, it's a, you don't see much of his stuff nowadays. Okay. But like he was a Spider-Man artist back in the day. Okay, Sal Buscema. Yeah, John oh, Buscema's yeah. brother. Yeah. Hate. Wow. Hate. Okay. Hate. Interesting. His art. And you know you you and I we grew up and and probably you too Frank uh, I'm sorry I don't know why I'm excluding you from this but we grew up reading comics with Sal Buscema in it all over the place mm-hmm. man I mean, it's, I'm trying to think uh, uh, Sal Buscema did uh, like Rom and Nova before Carmine Infantino came and ruined uh, Nova and uh, yeah Sal Buscema's done filling issues on plenty of stuff that um, he did a extremely long run on mm-hmm. uh, the Spectacular Spider Man okay. Yeah, he's and he's got a very distinctive style. You mm-hmm. you always see the, uh, you know, someone, you know, someone getting knocked, you know, someone getting knocked literally head over heels into the foreground with their their body perpendicular there and their and their head, you know, like upside down, you know, the 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 mouth, you know. He does a lot of screaming, you know, people screaming in pain, you know. He, he does hey, that a whole lot. Who who did um mm-hmm. like Young Guns and and Savage Dragon? Who is that? That Eric know. Larson. Eric Larson. He does Savage Dragon. Yeah. To this day. I don't know the, what Young Guns is. About the only it's guy. A great, it's or a great Young movie. Blood. Young, Young Blood, Blood. That's Rob Liefeld. That's who. That, okay. That, if, if there's anybody yeah. I don't care for, it's him. You know but, what? I, I'm. I. I can give you that. Yeah. I don't. I, Rob Liefeld has done some stuff that's not offensive, but I, in general, I just his art is way, way, way too liney and extreme, and uh, yeah, I'm not I, even sure how to describe it. But I can. I can usually look past it as long as I know. Okay. W- w- okay. What gets me is when I can't tell what's going on on the page. Okay. If if, if you cannot tell what the storyline is happening through the action, that's frustrating to me. Yeah. I'll but you know, you. it can be really simple drawings. It can be complex drawings. 
It's just just how is the story being told? I just the the, the one artist that I cannot deal with, and and I, I had to put up with this uh, for the sake of the Ultimate Fantastic Four uh, trade paperback uh, volume four. Um, but Jai Lee or Jay Lee or Jay whatever. Lee, he's yeah. the same guy that did the Inhumans. There's uh, another one on I can't stand. I just I can't, and, and I'm sorry, Jay or Jai or whatever no, your we, name is. Why, why um, you not? Why? What is it that that makes that it, you cannot? Why does it make you upset? His his art is there's lots and lots of shadow. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of joy to his art. There's a lot of literal darkness. I think metaphorical and literal mm-hmm. in his art. And um, uh, for me, the the distortion of the human body okay. really just it, the way he does it really ooks me out, especially um, in, the, in the ultimate fantastic four run where he, uh, he has this, this genius woman who comes back and tries to take over the Baxter building and kind of tortures. I mean, not literally, but kind of tortures the fantastic four a little bit. She basically is trying to prove she's smarter than Reed Richards. And she is up to a certain extent, obviously the fantastic four win or they wouldn't still be, you know, producing the comic. But she's just very – she's literally distorted, and it's just – it's really hard to look at. I, mean, I just – I don't know. I, I think maybe his layouts aren't bad. I, I could almost see, you know, maybe if you let him, you know, if you let him – you let a strong inker maybe finish his work or something, maybe mm-hmm. it would be easier to take because I don't have a problem with the way he lays characters out. It just – it's maybe it's the finishing that, that uh, bothers me, the coloring and stuff. I've had that Inhumans trade paperback yeah. on my shelf. And I read that thanks to you. For, I read yours. For years, and yeah. every time I pick it up to try to read it, yeah. I get a couple of pages in, I'm like, I just can't look at this stuff. I'm, I'm, I read it up at, uh, up at work. Um, I pushed all the way through all 12 episodes or all 12 it's issues. It's a good story. Um, yeah, but again, you see, I grew up on, you know, I grew up on the Fantastic Four and I grew up on, uh, the, the one framed comic book I have is Fantastic Four issue 159 where the Inhumans star in it. And I just, his version of the Inhumans, I just, I don't really like what he does with them. I, I don't like the way he takes their characters and, and tries to update them and bring them into the 21st century and all that. Uh, I really like what, um, what the secret invasion version of the Inhumans are, which is basically kind of. You know what he's taking. You know the the Inhumans back in the seventies were just another super team. You know, hey, here's Karnak who can, you know, he can find the weak spot in that metal beam and smash it with the side of his hand. You know, and here's you know Gorgon who can stomp his foot and make earthquakes. And here's Medusa with stretchy hair. You know, it's just, it was pretty. It was pretty just you know kind of color by numbers. It was you know these characters were cool, but they were just another super team. And one thing that that. Uh, I'm trying to who wrote who wrote the Inhumans? That wasn't Jai Lee. Paul Jenkins. Okay, Paul Jenkins. I think the writer did a fairly interesting job. Mm-hmm. Um I think the way he updated him was was pretty cool. Um but it was still a little bit on the dark side for me. And I've always had this issue. Um I tend to read stuff that's pretty dark, uh, novels and whatnot, uh, lots of fantasy and sci fi nonsense. Uh for some reason I I read real dark stuff, but I try to when I when I try to escape from the world, when I try to read a comic book or watch a movie or something like that, I, I don't want I don't. I don't want to be depressed. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to open my eyes and go, "Wow, look at that! That was so freaking cool." Which is why I'm finally looking forward to watching Indiana Jones: The Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls here uh, later on this week. Well, Brad, so so why do you not like like Lee? Mm. I just think it's sloppy. It's just like Bill said. There's lots of lots of shadows, lots of dark spots. Mm-hmm. Just it's just not. It, it looks like the art is like. You know when you when you uh, in the summer when you look down the street you can see the heat rising off of the right, the street. Yeah. It looks that's what his art 
to my eyes looks like it's doing. It looks like it's actually shimmering in front of my mm-hmm. eyes, and it's just hard to look at. His art is, I, I don't know how to quantify this. I and mean, again, I'm sorry because I hate to dogpile the cat, but his art to me is just, it's just depressing. It is. I, I was going to say that earlier. It, it's very depressing yeah. looking. Yeah, and, and especially that Fantastic Four, it's just like, it has a Greg Land cover of uh, Crystal, um, the, mm-hmm. the Inhuman, and Rao. Right. Um, and so you buy this thing and you go, this is going to be awesome. And then you open it up and you realize that, uh, and this, one of the stories is even by Mark Millar, and I just I couldn't deal with it. I, I read it through once and I put it on my stack and if you ever want to look at it, feel free. I can probably have it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just, I, it's just one of those things I just, I don't ever, I may not ever read that comic ever okay. again just because of his art. So I'm I, sorry. I, you know, I I think I'm more forgiving of mm-hmm. of artists and stuff because usually when I read, it's you know I read the dialogue mm-hmm. log first, like everyone does, and then I look yeah. at the art, and then it helps communicate what's going on a little more, right? And then I move on as long as I can tell what that character is doing, yeah. In in cooperation with the words, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. And and I, I there's very little art that I find distracting. And see, I'm one of those that. Uh, when I listen to music, I almost never pay attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. uh, until I've listened to it a number of times. I pay attention to the music. When I'm, when I'm reading a comic book, conversely, and I don't know why, but I read the words and the art to me is secondary in a comic book, which mm-hmm. is odd because you'd think the art would be, you know, the art is the reason for it to be a comic book and not a novel. Oh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I have to read a comic book uh, a second or a third time to go back and really start paying attention and looking panel by panel and, oh, hey, man, maybe there's secret Easter eggs and stuff, you know, okay. All right, it's this this Lionel you. Uh, there could be a picture of Howard the Duck in there somewhere. I'm going to find it. Um, speaking of art that I do find distracting, yes. ta-da! Mm-hmm. This is very distracting. I I cannot look at that without being distracted. That's <laughs> Hesse's. It's uh, Erica Hesse's Lisa Loeb commission she did for me. I haven't re- <laughs> haven't received. When did you receive this? Uh, I think I got it Friday. I thought that was a self portrait. No, well, I picked it up Friday. I, I haven't received Friday. mine yet in the mail. You must have given. Did you eventually give her your yeah. address? Yeah, Erica, you do fine work. Erica, I gave her my address, and she's like, "Tell, tell uh, Frank to give me his." I said, "Just send them both to me, and I'll yeah. make sure Frank gets it." Just one, uh, just just one Maybe little piece of criticism, though. Erica, I'll yeah. get it Monday or something. That's the awesome. uh, the F chord is not played with the uh, the ring finger in that position. You know what? Just wanted to let you know. You it know does, it's no uh, big deal. Uh, let's describe it. It's it's Lisa. <laughs> she's sitting on the floor. She's wearing some jeans, Supine. sneakers. Uh, a very nice sweater uh-huh. um, a and, a, and, a, and a happy winter scarf playing her guitar. And she's in her glasses and she's looking at me and she's just it's kind of just suggestive. a little, it's a little bit. Oh, she's sener- serenading I'm, you. I, what I'm seeing in my mind's eyes, I'm seeing a roaring fire in the background. She's on a... Uh, <laughs> we had a glass of wine last night. Me she's and on Lisa a bearskin rug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, oh, that's is, okay. I thought that dreamy. was. I thought that was dreamy. Lisa's color. I thought that was Erica's coloring, but okay, that's the wine that, that uh, <laughs> explains things. Uh, yeah. Hesse-art.com. That's Check cool. Her it's out very pretty. I can't wait for mine to. Arrive. Is this the original or mine? print or? No, is no that's the original. It's the original, baby. That's too cool. In fact, I got. Uh, how did she get all the shades of gray there, man? That's what you Magic. call time. Magic. Wow. I guess she's got like colored pens and pencils and stuff. Dot com. Maybe that's my yeah, secret. Show notes. That's that's what I need to do. But isn't that pretty? I need to get different colored pens and pencils to do my artwork with. Yeah. And then I need to actually get some talent. Golly. Those two simple things. And, and will, yeah, uh, and, and that's the and, and I guess that's another thing about artwork. It's the talent. You know. Tis the talent. It's, that's it's, why they call it talent. It's hard to draw. It is. 
talent is, is subjective, mm-hmm. you know, That's which true. is why you like something and I don't like something. You mm-hmm. know, it's just subjective. That's all it is. Yeah. Too. Well, we can all agree that uh, Jai Lee is not that great. It's Jay Lee. <laughs> Sudoku. Hey, you guys want to talk about episode 100? 100? Coming up in... Um, Coming up in oh, dear God. three more episodes. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> I think we've decided that it's actually going to be on Sunday. We were just talking about that. The seventh. Um, I'm not 100 percent happy with with the time that maybe we uh, kind of threw out there. So, well, let's I think there's some more okay. uh, finagling, some more bargaining, some more uh, haggling mm. to do with the professor. Excellent. But you we know, do have, but she, we do have a date. Yes, December seventh. Okay. Right. Yes, Sunday. That'll be our 100th episode. We'll be over here at Casa McGonnell. We will be on There will be much rejoicing. Yes. And we will be... Stick'em.com slash half hour wasted. No surprise there. And uh, uh, it'll be a call-in show. So you guys will be able to call in. That's what we will pipe our video signal out to the web on. Oh, cool. Okay. Huh. And um, I'm going to find our phone number right here unless you can get it for us. It's 972-798-3830. You just call that, and we'll take the calls as they come in. And uh, remember, it's a family show, have, but we'll have fun with it. And uh, you can tell us about what you think of the show. We'd love to hear what you think and um, and all that good stuff. I mean, it's 100 episodes. My goodness. I never thought episodes. we'd get this far. Yeah. Triple digits. Hey, you know remember what? Remember when we got into double digits, we got excited? We had cake. We had a cake. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we gonna, for episode 10, yeah. What are we going to do for 100? Uh, it's going to require cakes? 10 cakes, apparently. Yeah. Well, we could each have our own cake and a fork. We could. <laughs> oh, you know what? No no forks. Okay. No utensils at all. Hands. Mm-hmm. I like that. Or tie the hands around our back and... and it could be like, <laughs> could be like bobbing for You know, I think I know how, what, how you got the beer on your cake. keyboard now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> My computer's been behaving all day long. Good. All day long. <laughs> okay. What's, well, we got some emails all the way. That's good. What time? What's the run time now? Uh, we're an hour 40. No, uh, an hour. <laughs> one hour, 14 minutes. Hour and 14 minutes? Good heavens. How about one voicemail? One voicemail. Okay. All right. It's not that we don't love you guys. Make we, it a good we, one. We, we always love to hear your voicemails and stuff. And so that's also the same phone the number episode. you call to leave voicemails. Yes. We're we'll saving a lot of these for episode 101. Seven nine eight three eight three zero. Maybe we'll call my dad for episode 100. You guys have never spoken to my dad. Maybe that's yeah, interesting. That'd be awesome. We Eat can your actually, feel, Frank. We can actually call him. What's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's, can actually that's what he's saying. This voicemail <laughs> is from my brother. Okay. Uh, in response to all the... Mm-hmm. the, the Seizureville? The outpouring of concern for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. He put it put together a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Kevin, and I'm here to say I had a kind of episode day. Not like an episode of half hour wasted. More like the kind you end up slobber faced. <laughs> Last thing I remember, rolling up a sleeping bag. Then they find me laying down. Yeah, I have been all drooling. No one, I'm a joker wife says, this not be fooling. Straight up, I'm serious. Throwing up is such a drag. To all my homies out there, I appreciate you praying. I also give a shout to my one and only brother. Life would be really weird without him, know what I'm saying? But it's not because he's here, and that's word to a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's giving me a seat. 
Where am I? What's going on? <laughs> Give me your wallet. <laughs> Stick in my mouth. What the f- <laughs> oh my gosh. Breathe, Kevin, Frank. Never do that again. Breathe, never. Frank. Breathe. Please. Never to do that. Breathe. It was horrible. Isn't rap? <laughs> rap's usually supposed to rhyme, isn't it? Isn't you know, typically, pros, my brother's pretty good. Pros. He's pretty good at that uh-huh. kind of thing. But as you could see, you could hear his kids in the background. Uh-huh. So I have a feeling that he hadn't had much sleep lately. May he be he'd been up for a yeah, while with I the know, kids. Maybe the seizure went. Yeah, I think maybe the, <laughs> he actually did have a seizure. <laughs> oh man! So uh, Kevin, All I would suggest Kevin. next time a metronome, maybe all a right. little drum drum uh, or how about drum not machine? at all? Or you yeah. can write out some ideas on a piece of paper, some bullet points, or something. Maybe some yeah. words that rhyme you can end lines with, or yeah, maybe something. That was, that was something. something. It, was a, it was a nice attempt. But I want my time back. And, and frankly, <laughs> we'd rather have Kevin on air and doing bad rap than um, than I not being on air and hanging out in a hospital. Somewhere. I don't know. So <laughs> it's good to have you with us, dude. And you know what? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say that I can rap at all. I am. I'm not Go. going. I'm not going. Okay. <laughs> A pink, rap, go. No, no, you're the one that's supposed to be rapping. No, you rap. I just said I don't rap, can't rap. Go, Bill. I don't go, know. Bill. Go, I Bill. can't even go. rhyme words. Go. Go. I have, go. Go. I have poor diction. I get, uh, <laughs> it causes me friction. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> as much as you're getting. Why don't you just leave the rapping to the professional? Well, okay. Yeah, not me. To the guy with skills. Yeah, As you guys heard last I episode. Mind, so I got you, mad. I got mad skills. I wouldn't mind laying out a a, 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 a wicked beat for you. Or something, I got mad skills. But I'm not so gonna. I'm not gonna. Me, keep, I'm not gonna rap. Leave it to me. I'm not gonna. Oh. I'm not gonna pimp the rap doggy? game. I'm gonna save the dog. Does she know What's that wrong? there's like another door five feet away from that one that she can go out if she wants. Yeah. Okay. That's my a doggy. good dog. She's a good dog. Yeah. Let's smell my dog. Mm-hmm. Brad and Frank, what's up, Johnny M? Johnny. Long time no speak. Hey, Johnny, I'm here too. I've been spending my free time editing Watchmen shows. How'd that work out for you? I don't know what the heck I got myself into. That's good. Anyway, uh, oh, hi, Bill. Yeah. I don't want to leave out Bill anymore because I know he gets um, sensitive. I appreciate you. How could you tell? Um, What's new? Not much here. Not a lot, dude. Grab the Iron Man DVD. Um, Actually, the Blu ray, which is really cool. Um, Braggart. I was thinking about how it was going to hold up now, you know, after the Dark Knight and everything. Um, but it was good, man. It was just as good. It was actually better than I remembered it. Awesome special effects. Probably the best ever. Um, so I enjoyed it. And that's it. That's all I got. Just wanted to say hi. Take care. Thanks for that informative Thanks, review Johnny. of Iron Man. Johnny M says, that's pretty good. It's all right. It's pretty good. I know that effects yeah. hold up. I know that they're, they're they wish they'd been able to put that quote on the top of the yeah. back side of the DVD, the Blu-ray. The effects hold up, Johnny M. Oh, don't worry. Better than I thought it would be. Don't worry. I guess those Legion dudes will get a credit on a. Uh, oh, movie, uh, listen. We got we got a no. baby. We got a baby. Tell me alert. that's not happening. I hear a child. Okay, oh, let's wrap God. this up then. All right. Uh, half hour wasted is brought to you by the Later, half hour buddy. wasted guys, Brad, Bill, and Frank. Thank you for listening. You can reach us at halfhourwaste.com. Visit us at the uh, at the uh, Half Hour Wasted forums, at the, the comic forums, and um, all that stuff. Brad, how can they leave us a voicemail? 972-798-3830. Don't forget episode 100. I thought you were going to let me do the sponsored. Instocktrades.com. Go oh, yeah. there and, and save money. Uh, December 7th, sometime. We'll come back with a time later, but keep that uh, in your... Uh, so mark the whole day off right yeah. now. No, it'll probably be in the afternoon. That yeah. much we can be certain about. Yeah. 
That's it. That's it. Bye, guys. Thank you, Limp Biscuit. <laughs>